Hello and welcome to the Cancer Research UK Cambridge Centre podcast, the All About Radiotherapy series. This series is brought to you by the CRUK Radnet Cambridge programme in partnership with our lovely patient and public involvement and engagement group. So today's episode, I'm joined by three of our Adam Brooks radiographers, Dan, Christina and Poppy, to talk about their role as therapeutic radiographers in the radiotherapy um, department and the impact they have on people coming to department. Hello. 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 So Dan Driver is our therapeutic radiographer and our practice educator for the University of Suffolk students. We've got Christina Ferreira who has been a therapeutic radiographer qualified for 13 years and is our head of technical operations. And we have Poppy Howe, who's also a therapeutic radiographer with 10 years experience and is our advanced practitioner with a special interest in breast radiotherapy. So first of all, we'll start with Dan. Can you briefly tell us about your role as therapeutic radiographer? My role as a therapeutic radiographer basically comes down to three separate things. So therapeutic radiographer is a qualified healthcare professional. They're responsible for delivery of radiotherapy and they deal solely with cancer patients. So that's sort of the role as a therapeutic radiographer. And where would we usually see you in the radiotherapy department, Dan? Uh, you'd find me everywhere, basically. I'm on all of the treatment modalities or the different techniques that we use. So any machine that we use, I'm on. Um, and that's not just delivering the radiotherapy treatment, but also before the radiotherapy treatment, having the CT scan beforehand. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where you'd find me. It's basically everywhere in the department. Thank you so much, Dan. And Christina, there's different roles within radiotherapy. So how does your role slightly differ? So my current role is a little bit office based. So I'm usually sitting in what I call my little cave. And as part of the role, I sort of educate and train the therapeutic radiographers in terms of sort of techniques, implementing those techniques, looking for any developments that we can do within our profession and within sort of treating those patients and ensuring that, you know, we've got high standards within uh, service provision. And also, you know, I like to think that I'm in a role where I can support and really drive the therapeutic radiographers to achieving whichever they want to achieve within their their profession because there's so many different areas that you can sort of have a particular interest in and can really use those skills to to drive us forward. Your usual day is more office-based Christina but you have been on the treatment floor as well you're usually there helping out the radiographers if if needs be. Yeah so yeah I spent I'm only sort of 12 and a half years of my qualified time I've spent treating patients and absolutely my day is all about always being available to support both therapeutic radiographers 
and patients when necessary, when there's uh, challenges within sort of the treatment delivery, but also if there's any other issues within the department. I never have a planned day as such. I come in and every day is a little bit different because that's the nature of our job. So all patients are different. All therapeutic radiographers are different. Every day for me is very different to each other. Thank you so much. And Poppy, your role is within advanced practice for breast radiotherapy. How is this different from Dan and Christina's role? Hello. So essentially, an advanced practitioner is is someone who has developed an area of expertise within a specialist area. So mine being breast radiotherapy. So essentially, we try and adhere to the four pillars of advanced practice. So we try and keep in our role a sort of even split of leadership, management, education and research. But I would say that my main focus within my role is to be someone who is there to essentially help support the patients through their radiotherapy journey. So being able to transform and modernise the the pathways of of care and and essentially giving safe um, and effective um, sharing of skills of radiotherapy and really offering advice to patients and supporting them is the the most fundamental part of my role. And where would we usually see you on your day-to-day? What's your your sort of day-to-day look like? My day-to-day does vary quite a lot. It can be either quite sort of schedule-based or on an ad hoc basis of of seeing patients. But essentially my, my week is split being a part of the sort of multidisciplinary team and being involved in in that initial patient referral for breast radiotherapy, being involved in in that the patient's uh, consenting aspect of radiotherapy and introducing myself as the key person. So being really involved in in those clinics, being in the department as as sort of easily accessible as I can be if patients on treatment have um, issues with any side effects, any queries based on the treatment that they're having so I'm I'm there to to help support as I said and and give information to them but also something that I I learned fairly before I even came into this role is actually you can also make this job what you want it to be so your areas of interest you can actually bring into this role and develop your own scope of practice so something that I like to do is also keep abreast of the, the sort of techniques and the planning side of radiotherapy so also part of my job is doing some of the sort of clinical outlining and for breast radiotherapy and um, helping out with a lot of the clinical trials that that we're sort of a part of as well. Brilliant thank you and this is a question for each of you we start with you Dan so how does you being on the treatment floor what does that mean for the patient how does it impact them? So my role on the treatment floor basically goes down to the fact that I see patients daily. Every single day, uh, I'll see the same sort of group of patients on uh, on a daily basis. So um, it's supporting people through their actual radiotherapy treatment, making sure that they've got the correct information, making sure they're keeping calm during their treatment and making sure they're keeping still, things like that. So supporting them through the actual day-to-day journey of having the radiotherapy itself. On set, we also offer support for side effects as well. So giving support 
for anything that might be happening to patients during their treatment. That's another big part of my role on the actual treatment floor as well. And also signposting to um, the correct sort of organizations if, if we need to go further than that. So any counseling that some people might need, or if they need to speak to a doctor, anything like that. So that's what my role means to patients on the actual treatment floor itself. And Dan, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here. We, we say that our role is called a therapeutic radiographer. What is the difference between that and what we would call a diagnostic radiographer? So therapeutic radiographers deal solely with patients with cancer. Diagnostic radiographers are actually involved in the diagnosing process for any sort of disease. So if a doctor needs a scan, then a diagnostic radiographer will give them a scan, a CT scan, MRI scan, a chest x-ray, anything like that. Whereas a therapeutic radiographer is a little bit different in our aspect of things a therapeutic radiographer will be able to give scans but not in the traditional sense of we are diagnosing we're giving scans for the purpose of planning radiotherapy we're giving scans for the purpose of seeing what a patient's like every single day on their treatment diagnostic radiographers can't deliver radiotherapy treatment yes there's still x-rays but we deliver higher energy x-rays to actually deliver the radiotherapy so that's sort of my little difference between diagnostic and therapeutic radiographers. Very well said. Christina, what does your role mean for the patient? We kind of touched upon it earlier, but how does your role, what does it mean? How does it impact them? So just touching a little bit on what Dan said, it's still very much part of my role to be still on the treatment units, running with the therapeutic radiographers and offering that support to patients during what it is such a difficult time in their lives and that is something that as a therapeutic radiographer it will never change irrespective of what roles I think we we, we get to be on that sort of kindness to the patients and ensuring that we can support them through their treatment will always be part of any of the roles that we we'll sort of try and and develop or seek into progression in our career. Specifically in the role that I'm in, I like to think that I'll always be an advocate for patients to receive the best possible treatment that they can and ensuring that to the best of my ability, I can have the therapeutic radiographers continuing that high standard of care whether that is from a technical point of view and ensuring that the radiographers are trained well and they are aware of the techniques that we can offer and that they are obviously working to the high standards that we expect them to. And even in terms of, like Dan was mentioning, in terms of offering support from the side effects, you know, we having 10 plus years of experience, that is something that I'm quite passionate that needs to be passed on. And it's also sort of correlated, isn't it? Because if we're able to offer that support, it then means that we can support Poppy in her advanced practice role as well. And we can work so well as a team to ultimately offer our patients the best treatment we can. And that's something I'm very passionate about and I'd like to continue in my my role. I agree. I think it's something that I think most, if not all of us, 
really like about this role and we'll go on to see how how we got into the profession but it's something that I think really comes across in the radiographers we train and what we see from the students is that that's the passion that we really want to instill in those people come through to do radiotherapy as a profession. Poppy would you like to add anything to that? I would just like to add that every individual that comes through as a therapy radiographer is there to essentially care for the patients and really try and help them manage the radiotherapy or you know I guess in my role it sometimes involves not just radiotherapy but also the hormone treatments that people are on or sometimes the chemotherapy and all those sort of additional side effects and that emotional roller coaster that they go through and it's it's really about being there to support them and doing anything that we can to make this process for them as easy and as stress-free and you know less anxiety inducing as much as we can but I, I think we all have a real caring side to ourselves as anyone that comes into that profession that, that's really something that I think we can all be really proud of. So as we mentioned all of us have kind of coined the profession potentially in a very different way sometimes quite surprising and often what I find is the route that people come into radiotherapy is very different so for myself I just stumbled upon radiotherapy in college whilst doing an essay so I'm quite interested to hear how you guys all found out about the profession and why you why you actually became a radiographer. So at the point in my life where I was looking at going to university I was actually struggling a lot with A-levels and GCSEs and all that sort of stuff and I wanted a profession that could actually aid me in my skills so I was very into acting I was very into drama which means that I can talk for England Um, and so as a result of this I wanted something what was quite sociable so I looked for a job that was quite sociable now another thing that I am is I'm I'm a bit of a nerd I like science And I always have liked science. So I wanted a job that could involve both the social aspects of what I wanted to do. And I wanted a job that had something I could nerd out about to have some technology to look at, to have some science to um, to understand. What happened was my brother, his friend was a therapy radiographer and he brought me around the radiotherapy center in Ipswich. And I remember the first thing that really stuck out to me was was I really liked the look of the lasers in the room and that was one thing I was like wow I want to go into a profession that's got lasers in it this is amazing so I asked what else is there to being a therapy radiographer and he said about talking to people and about the technology aspect of things I was like oh my goodness this is something I really really need to do so as a result it gave me a goal and as a result of that I actually got my A-levels on track, I got my GCSEs on track, and I went to university and I became a therapeutic radiographer. So that's my story of being, of going into radiotherapy. So I don't think my story is as fun as Dan's. I've always known that I wanted to work in a hospital setting because I always found that area particular interest for me and I like the thought of being able to help people I originally thought I was going to do medicine but I didn't get the grades and then I moved countries 
and I remember sitting during my UCAS you know sort of uh, filling the forms and thinking what am I going to do now finishing my A-levels and and the the person that at the time was sort of supporting the students with their careers he sort of mentioned why not radiography and I thought oh don't really know much about it and I went to Northampton and I saw their diagnostic department and then I saw the radiotherapy department and I knew instantly that that was what I wanted because you support patients throughout a course of treatment so you don't just see them once and the idea of making a difference to treat cancer patients was something that I almost instantly then sort of felt quite passionate about and it's been the case ever since even during times of stress and panic with exams the idea that I could make a teeny tiny bit of difference that is so massive for that particular individual at the time there's nothing like it in my opinion so yeah yeah so so I guess I, th I think similarly I wasn't aware of radiotherapy at, at the time and I was I'd already chosen my A-levels it's a bit controversial I um had because I'd already picked them my A-levels were French PE art and English language and with those I, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do we had a careers interview and and my nan at the time she she'd been diagnosed with a, a sort of dormant form of leukemia and I was in, really interested in that and knew I was interested in cancer obviously medicine was a thought but I thought absolutely chosen the wrong A levels there so um it was sort of to see what else was available and, and I had this careers interview and, and she came back with about four A4 pages of lists of things to look into and first one being art, an art therapist so I googled that had a look thought quite interesting second one radiotherapy I thought never heard of it let's have a look and was just absolutely taken in by the explanation of what radiotherapy was and what it involved and it took you know a bit more time and looking into it and actually got got in touch with the local department and just thought could I come around and have some work experience and spent some time where I currently work and just thought you know the first time I saw it just thought I loved it every single element to that the radiotherapy process how technical it was, but also a really practical side of things. Fascinated by the fact we could shape the radiotherapy beam with MLCs and our technology <laughs> 10 years ago was not as advanced as it is now, but just remember being absolutely fascinated and went home and just ranted to my mum about how amazing this was and that this is what I wanted to do. And, and yeah, got signed up to the UCAS and, and went down that route. I think it's good to know that that people, I, I guess my A-levels were not the most sort of medically based or scientifically based, but actually all the anatomy and physiology that I did through my PE was actually what got me onto the core. And I also have managed to use a bit of my um, artistic flair in radiotherapy by, by painting for the masks. So uh, 
yeah that, that was always quite good to get that in there <laughs> so that, that that's how I came into the profession amazing thank you and as suspected everyone's journey is very very different so my final question is where do you actually see radiotherapy taking us in the next five to ten years so Dan we'll start with you okay so in five to ten years in radiotherapy I think it's actually pretty hard to tell where we're going to be because 10 years ago I don't know if anyone would have really known exactly where we are today because radiotherapy is a constantly evolving profession there's a few guesses that we can make it seems that things are going into radiotherapy without tattoos for patients um, something called surface guided and there's some more um, updates in technology mri linux protons things like that which are all different ways of delivering radiotherapy thank you so much dan and it's good that you mentioned surface guided and protons and we have two other podcast episodes in our other series which is future of radiotherapy which goes through these two new techniques so please take a listen to those if you haven't already and christina could you tell us a little bit about uh, what, where do you think the future of the radiotherapy will take us the next five to ten years so I'd like to think a bit like Dan, it's difficult to predict where it's going to be, but I'd like to see radiotherapy having more of a sort of people having more of an awareness of how much difference we make with radiotherapy. And certainly COVID has forced us to use radiotherapy in different settings than maybe we wouldn't have done before. And and that's quite exciting because we do so good with the treatments that we deliver. So, and I'd like to continue to see that develop and seeing the provision of the service to be more standardized across the country. From a very selfish point of view, I would like to see therapeutic radiographers being able to lead more on some of the more technical side of things that we do and really pushing for that education and for the development of those skills. I think I'm going to go a bit more on the, the national scale, but I think there just needs to be a lot more provision for radiotherapy. We, we know how effective it is. We know that it's safe and we know that we can use it, you know, more conformally now than we could 10, 20 years ago. And I think we need to get rid of this stigma that radiotherapy causes really harsh side effects. Whilst we know there are side effects, they're a lot more manageable now than they were 10 years ago with the techniques that we were using and and I think like Christina said if we can as a profession really help lead the way in that and, and help develop that and, and just really advertise ourselves more as a profession you know even in the last 10 years we, people still don't know what we do or what radiotherapy is unless they know someone that's had radiotherapy or they've gone through through cancer treatment themselves and you know that that's something that that we really do need to change but technology is ever evolving and, and I think as both Dan and Christina have said that that's going to be the the main game changer is what how can we continue to evolve the services by giving the best treatments safely effectively and improving outcomes for patients Amazing. I agree with all of the above. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for th all three of you for joining me for this episode and for taking the time out to be on. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you.